This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Tapp, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Is your New Year's resolution to be better organized? Do you think you'd be happier and less stressed if your finances were better organized? Could you get out of debt easier? Could you save money by being better organized? Well, today we've got a list of ideas to help you move forward in 2018 and be better organized. So give us a call this morning if you have ways to keep your financial house in order uh, and you'd like to share with us, or if you have a personal finance question. Our phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Perhaps you're at work and can't get to the phone. You could always email the show, money at mpbonline.org. Uh, so good morning, Ryder. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning. I uh, This weekend, uh, I don't know if you would call it a life hack or whatever, but I discovered a way <laughs> to uh, save some money. Uh, I needed some new curtain rods, so went to oh. the uh, home improvement place. Uh, curtain rods to me are obscenely expensive. I mean, $25, $30 for a rod or whatever. They have a surprisingly huge selection of them, I've recently learned. Like, it's holding up a bit of fabric, and I I really, I I don't want to think about it this much. Well, a friend of mine suggested uh, electrical conduit, uh, which I got at the home store for like three dollars uh and i didn't do it but i thought if you wanted to kind of jazz it up you could spray paint it with you know maybe some of that fancy uh the faux you know finished spray paint or whatever but uh it does the job fine and you know it's like i said it's a lot cheaper so i, I felt good about uh, saving money on my home improvement project this weekend uh, and also this is probably more for the wednesday <laughs> show but the fact that i was actually able to get the drill out and and hang up the curtains uh was a major success for me as well so so you're going for the uh the industrial That's exposed <laughs> electrical conduit look there that's good it's very it's very in yeah. i hadn't thought about that but you're right i could kevin maybe, kevin is effortlessly on trend here throughout my entire house it's a it's a new decorating trend we can go for absolutely uh so just to remind folks uh, today we're going to be talking about organizing your personal finances we've got a number of suggestions and again if you have one uh, that you'd like to share with us or if you have a personal finance question the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring it's one eight seven Seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show money at mpbonline.org. Uh, when we talk about financial news in the news, just a quick question first. Does major speeches like uh, the president's uh, State of the Union address uh, tonight usually have any kind of effect on on the financial world? So they can. Um, and usually the way their effect can be if, if there's any kind of surprises in there, um, which, you know, I, I, I don't know that anything was particularly surprising over the past we, we typically don't have big surprises, but um, we have a new president, and we haven't heard a State of the Union speech from him, so anything could happen. Um, typical surprises, t- uh, things in particular um, with Donald Trump and his his speeches have been if he if he uh, calls out a particular company um, and either praises or bashes a particular company. I mean, I think we all remember when he said something about um, 
and when he first became president and saying something about, you know, we're going to renegotiate the contract with Boeing on the Air Force One. We're not going to we're not going to get a new Air Force One. And, and that's that's a huge amount of money that, you know, was all of a sudden called into question for Boeing. And so that was an issue for them. So if he calls out particular companies, particular industries, you know, maybe he says, you know, we've got to do something about the cost of X, Y and Z. Well, X, Y and Z is going to have a problem the next day. So that's that's how it usually happens. But of course, you know, when the details either emerge or as pieces slowly come together, you know, that that kind of ameliorates the effect over time. So it's sort of maybe a, a quick reaction, sort of a shock mm-hmm. then. But as you say, over yeah. time, things maybe uh, balance out. Better. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any other financial news in the news? Um, well, speaking of of the intersection of politics and and finance, the bond market uh, with the you know, we've had a huge tax cut and not a huge spending cut to go alongside it. So the government needs to borrow money to make up the difference. And when we know that the government needs to borrow a whole lot more money, then bond interest rates start creeping up. So they have been creeping up a little bit. Um, You know, again, we're not... When we talk about bond interest rates, you know, a huge impactful move, just because the bond market is so big, a huge impactful move might appear very small to us. Um, You know, a tenth of a percent, you know, two tenths of a percent doesn't sound like a lot, but that translates into billions of more dollars in cost uh, for whoever the borrower is. And... um, and over the past couple of weeks, bonds, bond yields have been pushing up. They've been, they're still phenomenally low uh, historically, but they have been creeping back up. All right. Uh, we're looking for your personal finance questions this morning, and we're going to be talking about organizing your personal finance. So if you have any uh, tips that you can share, ways that you stay organized, you, we'd love to hear from you this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. The email address is money at mpbonline.org. So if you can't get to the phone, you could shoot an email to us, and we'll see if we can uh, give you some help this morning. So when we talk about organizing personal finance matters, uh, off the top of your head, anything that sort of comes to mind as, as things people need to kind of think about? Well, I think right now is particularly important organizing things to do your taxes. Um, and, and for most folks, that's going to be, you know, getting your W-2. I think your employer has until tomorrow to get your W-2 to you. Um, if you have uh, bank accounts earning uh, much interest, uh, if you earn over $10 in interest, your bank is required to send you a 1099. Uh, brokerages are required to send you a 1099. And if you're if you're retired and maybe withdrawing money from your IRAs uh, or your old 401ks, you will get a 1099-R. Uh, so a lot of 1099Rs are out. And again, you know, that money you take out of your IRA accounts is income. Uh, 1099s is where uh, miscellaneous income is reported if you worked as an independent contractor, maybe just did a little side gig for somebody, but also proceeds from stocks and bonds, uh, dividends, interest, um, capital gains. Those typically come out mid-February, but we were just discussing before the show, those can, those can have mistakes on them. 
the first time around. Uh, so your company may issue one later. That it may, you may get one in early March even. Um, if you own a business or are involved in you know, a small private business, you may get a K-1. Those come even later. Uh, your CPA will be preparing that for you. And uh, let's see, what are some other common ones? Um, of course, gather anything if you have any uh, tax deductions. You know, uh, go back and look and see what charitable contributions you made. Um, that could be giving to your church. Uh, that could be donating uh, clothes to the uh, you know homeless shelter. That can be donating your car, boat, or plane to MPB. Uh, call now if you have a plane to get rid of. Um, and let's see, also if you own a home, you know, mortgage interest, taxes, you're going to get forms saying how much you paid there. So looking for your, you know, expenses that are deductible. I was just talking out in the hall about um, uh, energy efficiency improvements. Maybe you installed new double pane windows in your house. Maybe you did new insulation. That's potentially deductible. Uh, so things like that. Just any any common deductions. Look, you know, glance over the ten forty and see what sort of things you might have to deduct and keep a record of all of those because it's about time to use them. And so uh, we've got a list of 10 uh, items that we think will help you uh, organize your personal finance. And actually, number one is to uh, create an organized filing system. And again, as you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. that would come in handy instead of having to think back, gosh, did I give that bag of clothes to the Salvation Army last month or whatever? If it's in a file somewhere, it's very easy to pull out and then you can accumulate everything you need for your taxes. And and that's the tricky thing uh, with things throughout the year like uh, energy efficiency improvements and charitable contributions, you're not necessarily going to get something back during this tax season. Uh, So you have to keep track of that yourself. I just keep a folder. I just label it taxes. And whenever I get anything tax related, I drop it in there. And then come uh, March or early April, when I decide to get around to it, I just pull it out and it's all there. Um, I I don't I'll have to admit I'm not real organized on this one I know I, I have a filing cabinet at home a little two drawer one and every time I go in there it, it looks like it originally started out as, as well organized and divided up and then I start going through a folder I'm like well this doesn't belong in here <laughs> you know sometimes it's hard to figure out where do I put this oh we'll just put it in here <laughs> put it in the other folder <laughs> uh, we need to take a quick break when we get back we're looking for your personal finance questions this morning as we talk about getting your financial record in ship shape to begin the new year, organizing your personal finance. So if you have a personal finance question or a tip that you'd want to share with us, give us a call because the phone lines are open. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Email the show money at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the program after this.
enjoying this podcast about organizing your financial records, you might like Money Talks September 5th, 2017 episode on emergency financial preparedness. What papers do you need to take with you if you were to evacuate during a natural disaster? You can find it at mpbonline.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspective. We're talking today about getting your financial house in order as we begin the new year, organizing personal finance. So if you have uh, some suggestions or actually questions about how maybe you could be better organized, any other personal finance questions, or tips on how you stay organized, give us a call today. The phone lines are open at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Our first tip was to uh, get an organized filing system, either on paper or electronically. Uh, it talks about dividing your financial life into various categories, bills, pay stubs, receipts, uh, just a couple that you might use. Also, you could use financial software to record detailed information as to where your money is actually going. And I know that's one thing we talk about on the program a lot is when you're trying to get a handle on <laughs> expenses and, and, and you know your, your monthly budget and that sort of thing, you need to know where your money is going. And so it could be what I use is a Quicken, which is kind of like a checkbook register. Uh, mm-hmm. That helps, but even it could be a spreadsheet or even old-fashioned get you know pen and paper. Uh, absolutely, um, and 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 software. People always ask about software. Um, Mint Mint dot com. That's owned by Intuit, mm-hmm. Quicken, all the same kind of family of companies. There, uh, if you're, it's it's quite secure, and if you're comfortable with it, you can log in using using all of your you know, bank account logins, your credit card logins, and it'll just keep track of all your expenses for you. Uh, and then you can, it's great for budgeting. You can go back and look, see where you spent money, like how much you spent. Um, it's not it's not perfect. I always have to go back and manually correct a few things, but. It shows everything all in one place. And as far as being organized, it's a really great way just to see everything all in one place. Um, But like you said, just about anything will do. Um, Just gathering everything in one spot so you can have a look at it and just look at it regularly and uh, and just make sure you haven't left out an account or something like the credit card you spend the most money on. (laughs) (laughs) I like Mint. My one one complaint about Mint is I uh, have a checking account and a saving account at the same financial institution and it I can't figure out a way to separate them and so it's all in one mm. and I was going back the other day and I, and I started seeing all these amounts and I'm, and then it finally figured out it was okay well that's from the savings account uh, and that sort of thing but otherwise you're right I really like it because it, it's something obviously it's on your smartphone so it's with you whenever wherever you go so it's a quick reference to see you know how, how you're doing if you yep. go to the store or whatever and need to know how much is left in your account that kind of thing it, it's yep. very helpful uh, number two uh, on our list of ways to get organized for your personal finance. And by the way, we've got some open phone lines if you have a personal finance question or uh, need some help organizing your personal finances. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 
Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So I'll say number two on our list, something that we've talked about, I think, from the very first time that I was on this show, and that is establish a budget. Uh, so uh, obviously you need to keep track of receipts, where you spend your money, but then uh, you know note that in uh, whatever method you've decided to keep track of your spending. Um, yeah, I've I've gone through various ways of thinking about budgeting, um, and like we just mentioned, Mint does budgeting for you if you would like it to do that. You can set categories and set limits, um, and and that does it in a very detailed way. It has categories and subcategories of spending. You know, on you know entertainment. You know, you can have um, <clears throat> movies and theaters and um, music and you know magazine subscriptions, whatever you like. All sorts of categories under there. Um, but and and that works if you really need to if you want to get started and get a good detailed view of where is your money going that's a pretty good way to do it but it's not a very practical way to look at your spending going forward because it's not very practical to drill down every time you want to buy you know every time you want to go out to a restaurant and be like okay oh, let me look okay let me look at my eating budget okay now how much of that have i spent in restaurants okay now how much did i budget that's not super practical um, it's a good way to look back at it and say, where did I spend too much? Or where's a category I could cut back on, uh, lower, lower that amount and save some money? A more practical way to look at things going forward is just how much have I spent overall? Um, maybe it's maybe you have a few broad categories. I started dividing things up into necessities, where I threw um, you know uh, rent or mortgage, uh, utilities. These were things they they weren't going to change a huge amount every month. I knew what they were, and there was basically no way to get around them. Um, loan repayments, things like that. Uh, then you have things you things that are important, but you have a little flexibility on groceries, um, just other critical spending that you need, gas for your car. Uh, and then after that is is things that aren't necessity, uh, luxuries, I guess. Uh, eating out, um, you know, music, uh, entertainment budget, that sort of thing. Super flexible on. So if you find at the end of the month that you don't have a ton of money left, you cut back on your entertainment budget. You cut back on your eating out budget because that's the easiest place to cut back on. So going to general categories in a budget is is very helpful going uh, as far as a kind of keeping a rein on your spending. I think that's a good idea because I think you're right. If as you say, if you drill down too far and you're trying to you know super categorize everything, it it can get to be confusing and, and probably I think on something like that when you get discouraged, you're more easy to say ah yeah the heck with it you can ignore it and 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 also that sort of detailed budgeting takes a lot of time and um, you know. For someone who really cares about it, spending that time is not going to be a big deal. But, you know, if budgeting is already a pain, which for most people, they don't want to make a budget. And I, I feel you on that. Um, that's that's not going to be a practical way. And it's certainly not a practical way to, to look at every single purchase you make like that. We've got some phone calls on the line. We're looking for your phone call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 As we talk about organizing your finances, we're looking for any personal finance questions you have or suggestions about how you keep your financial house in order. Let's start with uh, Andrew, who's called in from Natchez today. Good morning, Andrew. You're on the air. Yes, sir. I had a question. Um, I Our company was uh, purchased by another company last year, and we had the option. We had a uh, ESOP mm-hmm. thing for our prior company, 
and we had the option to transfer to a 401k or cash it out. Um, for financial reasons, I cashed it out and I got the federal tax withheld, you know, taken out before it was distributed to me. And I'm under 59 and I wanted to know exactly the penalties when I do my taxes. Um, so the actual amount you're going to owe in taxes is still going to depend on your overall income situation. So I think they typically withhold uh, just 20% right off the top. Yeah, um, that's what they did. You know, if, if if your income was, if you weren't in that 20% tax bracket or if you weren't fully in that in, uh, tax bracket, then you're probably going to get some money back from that. Um, if you were, and if you were over that, it is possible, uh, again, I don't know what your income situation is, it's possible that you'll owe a little bit more. Um, so so it'll still depend on um, you doing yeah. your tax. And, and that's, when you, when you, do you do your taxes yourself or do you work with a CPA or? CPA. Okay. So, I, I mean, they'll obviously do all the calculation for you, but there is a, I mean, you're, when you're doing your taxes, the calculation does take into account what you have already paid, um, you know, because most people have taxes withheld from their paycheck. A lot yeah. of people have it withheld from various income. So that's... Now, my state and my state and penalty tax, what would that be? Um, so your state tax uh, here in Mississippi, we have a 5% top rate. Uh, so that's probably going to come out at that 5% top rate. Um, and what about a penalty thing? And penalty taxes are 10% on early withdrawals. Um, the ESOP would be considered an early withdrawal? I believe so, yes. Okay, so 20% and on top. So would it be the 50, it sounds like my tax, additional tax would be um, another 15%, well, 15 or 20%. Potentially, I mean, it, again, you know, s- some of that may be taken care of with the twenty percent they already withheld. Um, yeah, they, they took it out before I got it. Yeah, and and they may have even withheld more than that. Sometimes they will include that ten percent penalty tax if they know you're under uh, fifty nine and a half. Um, okay. So it, it is a big hit withdrawing early from a four hundred one k or an ESOP or an IRA. Um, yeah. But it, because there's a, there's a lot fewer games you can play once that's, you know, on sure. top of your income as well. Yeah, it was just something that decided to catch up to have a little extra money yeah. in the savings account and all. So we went with check to check. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it happens. All right. all right. Well, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Andrew. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for your phone call this morning with any personal finance questions that you have for us. We're also talking about keeping your financial records in ship shape as we begin the new year. The number to call if you'd like to join our conversation is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Frank's on the line from Jackson. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, guys. What happened to the young lady? Uh, Taking a couple of well-deserved weeks off. Weeks? Oh, I love it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two two cautionary tales. Number one, my wife works for H&R Block, and she is telling her clients to file as early as possible. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there filing fraudulent returns, um, especially since they had that major security breach at... um, Mm -hmm. I think it was Yahoo and a couple other places. So uh, a couple of her clients have already been uh, affected by that. Number two, talking about mint, there has been an insidious creeping of the terms and conditions for all of these so-called free apps. 
where you basically give them permission, among other things, to track your buying uh, your buying habits, uh, access to certain parts of your smartphone that you really didn't think about. But every time you use that app as a free service, you basically are telling them that you agree with any changes to those terms and conditions that might have occurred. And they can do this without informing you that there has been a change. So be very careful with these free apps because they're basically getting your information and then reselling it, again, with your permission. So be very careful. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's it for me today. That's a All great right. point. Thanks for calling, Frank. Yeah, two good points there. Uh, you know, uh, I, to me, I always like to do my taxes early because I usually get a refund, so I want the money quicker. But, <laughs> you know, as he mentioned, with all the, mm-hmm. the breaches and uh, financial information, go ahead and get that done quickly. And also, again, uh, sometimes when we uh, apps and things, we kind of brush over the terms of service. But uh, it might be a good idea to take a closer look at that so that you fully understand, uh, you know, what you're getting yourself into when you when you download something for your smartphone yeah and and with mint specifically um, i'm very glad he called in and brought that up you know we I, I neglected to mention that earlier they i mean they do show you one they show you ads but two of course they're looking they're looking at everything you spend you know if if you if you spend ten dollars at starbucks every day they know uh if you if you prefer kroger over walmart they know. Um, and so they they will send you very customized offers, very customized deals and coupons. Um, and it's based on them knowing a very good amount about um, about you and your spending habits, which is super valuable information. So always look at terms and conditions um, and understand what you're getting into. We need to take another break. When we get back, we'll continue Money Talks today. We're talking about getting your financial records in chip shape to begin the new year and also looking for any personal finance questions that you have for us. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 We'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. 
Today we're talking about your financial matters, uh, looking for your personal finance questions, but also uh, talking about the idea of making sure that your personal uh, finances are well organized. So if you have a question about that, if you have a personal finance question, or if you have a tip on how to keep your financial house in order, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show. It's money at mpbonline.org. If you're listening at work and can't get to the phone, send us an email and we'll be able to uh, get the information that you need this morning. Uh, we had a caller who wasn't able to stay on the line, but uh, Java Chapman, who's answering phones for us today, came in and, and passed it along, and I think it's a good suggestion. As we talk about budgeting, uh, the caller was saying that uh, what he does is, for, say, for uh, an electric bill, which can fluctuate wildly you know, during uh, the year, that he sort of estimates what it would be at the peak time of the year, and then that's his figure uh, for that category in his budget. And so uh, you're covered when you have, like, say, a $200 monthly bill, and then later in the year, if it's only $80 or so, you're still covered, and, and it gives you a little bit of, of flexibility, some extra room that, that particular month in your budget. That's uh, that's a good way of thinking about it, building a little f- building a little bit of flexibility into your budget. Um, of course, you know we also just talked about doing levelized bill- billing, mm-hmm. um, but and and that's important if if you you know you don't quite always have enough money in your bank account. I always encourage people to have at least one or two months of their spending in their bank account, um, so that way they know they're not going to have a problem on a regular month. And if they know they're spending a little bit extra money, they can watch it a little more carefully. And that's kind of a similar thing. So if you have that month's budget in your bank account and it's it's a low spending month, then you'll have money left over. And don't do what I would probably do, which would be go out on a crazy spending spree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's almost the end of the month, Kevin. Are you looking at your bank account and spending everything? <laughs> it's like, how much money do I have in there? How did that happen? I need to go spend that. <clears throat> we uh, have a list of some items uh, to organize personal finances. We've talked about uh, creating a filing system. Maybe it's paper or electronic. Maybe you have a an app or something that you use on your PC, but it'll help you stay organized throughout the year. Uh, Ryder mentioned that it's a good way to have if you're looking for uh, 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 forms and things that you need to fill out your taxes. If you've got a good organized filing system, you'll be able to locate them easily to make uh, filing your taxes a little bit easier. Uh, we talked about a budget and how it's a good idea to have a monthly spending plan just to keep yourself on track as you go out throughout the year. Number three on our list is to clean up bank your bank and credit accounts. Uh, don't let inactive accounts remain open. Limit the bank accounts. Uh, keep only those that you need and actively use and limit the number of credit cards that you hold. And I'll know, I'll admit to being kind of bad on this one, and I'm, I'm getting better. But really, what it gets to be is if you have four, three, four, five credit cards or whatever, 12, it, it's just so 20. easy to lose track of, you know, which one is this? How much do I have on this? Did I pay this one this year? Uh, that sort of thing. So uh, it's a good idea to keep things neat and clean. The less you have to consider, the less clutter there is. I think the easier it is to stay on track. Uh, I think that's that's a great point with credit cards. Um you know, two or three is probably about all you need. Um, pick pick one or two that really works with your lifestyle. You know, maybe you have one. Uh, for instance, I have one that gives uh, cash back on groceries and gas. And f- at least for a while, that was two of the things I spent the most money on. So I just use that card at the grocery store and at gas stations. Um, and then there's another one that I use. It has um, travel and dining uh Rewards. So, um, and those those are other two categories I spend a decent amount of money in. So, 
those two work for me. I don't really have any need for other ones. Um, people always ask me kind of what's just a good basic card for anyone. And I always say, well, that depends on your personal situation. But a lot of times people just want a cash back card. There's a couple of cards out there that will give you just 2% cash back on whatever you spend. There's kind of no strings, no gimmicks. You just you just get the cash back. That's a really good way to do it. And actually, I think one of our points says, you know, putting routing a lot of your spending onto credit cards can be a very good idea. Um, so long as you aren't tempted to overspend just because you know you have the credit, um, as long as your spending is un- under control, it makes a lot of sense because one, you get an extra like three and a half weeks to pay it uh, because you you have a whole month to spend and then you have about three weeks before that, that payment is due. So you get a little room to float and plan for that expenditure. Uh, plus, you get the credit card uh, benefits of cash back or rewards of some sort. Uh, plus, you generally get a lot of decent protections. You get extended warranty sort of things um, that, that aren't available if you have a debit card. Plus, Plus, it's generally just a little better security than a debit card. If your credit card is compromised, then the thief is stealing somebody else's money. If your debit card is compromised, they can steal your money. Yeah, that is number four on our list. And uh, uh, my friend suggested, especially Amazon, uh, to have the one card that's associated with that be a credit card because of, again, uh, the, the protections mm, that you yeah. get and that sort of thing. Uh, and and again, and we caution you here, it, this will work, but you do have to be disciplined. And if you're someone that might be tempted to overspend or spend on things on your credit card, this might not be the best idea. And again, I put myself in that category, although uh, I've I finally discovered that for me, instead of waiting and paying off my balance on my credit card each month, what I have learning, what I am learning to do is if I use my credit card, say on Amazon or something for fifty dollars, I go ahead and just make a fifty dollar payment. You know, I use mobile banking. So go ahead and do that throughout the month. And that way uh, it's it's working out for me a little bit better uh, because a lot of times you think, oh, I'll pay off the bill at the end of the month. But then when the end of the month comes, you're like, gosh, you know, I, I put five things on here. So for me, kind of a pay as you go system is working and that way. Uh, you don't get too uh, too far, too far ahead of yourself or too far behind of yourself. And also you get those benefits that using a credit card versus a debit card would give you. We're on Money Talks this morning looking for your personal finance questions, also talking about organizing personal finances. The number to call if you'd like to join our conversation today is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always send an email to money at mpbonline.org. <clears throat> number five on our list is to organize a location for filing unpaid bills and establish a bill-paying day every week or two. Uh, electronic or paper, doesn't matter. Uh, start today and move forward. Don't get caught up in trying to organize older records quite as yet. That That's a good point there is obviously it helps to have things that have happened organized. But if you're trying to, you know, kind of get things going, go from here forward and see if you can't uh, start turn over a new leaf, as it were. So um, I, I hate to say it, but my filing system is I've got a folder on my desk where I stick all my bills in there. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd go, I'd, I'd take it a step further and just say put everything on auto pay. I mean, particularly things like uh, utilities and your phone bill. You know, these are these are things you're probably not going to like 
dispute your electricity bill. Um, and and if you do, you can always do it later. But put those on auto payment just so you don't have to think about them. Um, and and be very aware of the bills you have that aren't on auto pay, the ones you do have to deal with manually. Um, I have most of my accounts set up. I will get a email or a text message uh, saying, you know, your monthly bill has come. This is the amount. This is the day it's due. So even though it's on auto pay, I know what to expect. Um, so if I get a text from Intergy saying, uh, you know, your bill is $50 and it's due in two weeks, then I'm pretty much I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. And I can always log in online and double check that later, uh, particularly if it was if it was an unusual month, um, if, you know, it, it did jump up a large amount, I can double check on that, um, double check the statements, things like that. But um, put things on auto pay. That'll even save you a couple more minutes of your time. And, and also, you just just not having to think about it quite so much. We're on Money Talks today looking for your personal finance questions. Our phone lines are open at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 One final break this hour uh, when we get we will we'll wrap things up on money talks for this tuesday This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. In addition to looking for your personal finance questions, as we do each Tuesday, today we're talking about organizing your personal finances. Still some time to work in a phone call if you have a question or a comment. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show money at mpbonline.org. Before the break, when we were talking about a way to organize paying bills, Ryder mentioned auto pay. I think that's a good idea, too. And one of the benefits I I think is um, years ago, there was a, one of those infomercials, I think, for a, a rotisserie cooker or something. But the slogan was, set it and forget it. Did you did you get a rotisserie cooker? I never got Kevin? one. I was very tempted to. Uh, the wild enthusiasm of the audience members almost convinced me, but I was <laughs> able to. But the idea is, I think this is the case. When it's on auto pay, it's coming out of your budget, you know, your paycheck each month, and mm-hmm. you get used to it not being there. And it's easier that way to kind of know how much money you have to work with uh, for 
maybe um, the wants instead of the needs of your budget. And so uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to do it as well. And again, as you said, you're, if it's auto pay, yeah. you don't have to worry about it and you never forget it any month. Yeah. And, and do, do remember, that's not an excuse for not being aware of it. Don't set everything on auto pay and then close your eyes and never look at it again. You know, regularly do make sure things are right. Do investigate anything that's out of the ordinary. But like if you're gas bill is usually $35 and it's $36 one month, it's probably right and you don't really need to like jump on that immediately. Uh, but Nancy has mentioned in the past that if you use make an auto pay, say, for a credit card, and as you just mentioned, again, don't ignore the statement each month because yeah. you want to make sure that there's no oh, one yeah. has gotten control of that and charges that, that aren't yeah, yours. Absolutely. And also, I think it helps if you're paying down a, a debt. I think it helps every month to see that number shrink and shrink and shrink. And cre- credit cards in particular, because that is something that that can vary wildly every month. You know, if you if you buy a large ticket item one month, you're, that will be totally different. But again, you know, that gives you uh, time between when the statement arrives and when that auto pay hits just to make sure you have enough money and also just go back and check that there was nothing unusual in that statement. Back to the phone lines we go. Off to Louisiana, our buddy Timothy on the line. Good morning, Timothy. Good morning, boys. You know, I heard you talking about your energy bill, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you can eliminate your energy bill, you can be in a really good shape. You know, I have been—I have not had an energy bill in ten years because I've got solar and wind that I installed myself. That's fantastic. And I highly recommend it, man. When you get just—you know—when you see your neighbors getting two hundred dollar bills, <laughs> you know, you feel pretty good about it. Boy, howdy! You know, and you know. Um, the price, even with the new 30% tax that Trump put on the imports, the price has fallen so amazing that, you know, if I was to rebuild the same system that I started with today, it would have cost me 25% of what I originally paid for it, okay? Wow. So, so I mean, it has just dropped the heck down, Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I strongly advise to do that. And I also capture my water mm-hmm. off of my buildings, and I use it or use it in the garden mm-hmm. or in the house, you know, with a little mm-hmm. bit of filtering is, is perfectly safe and, and free, you know. Yeah, and so that, that's a, a great owner, point. If you're a homeowner, you can eliminate your, your, those monthly costs of water and power. And if you can eliminate that, you know, you've, you've, you've got some extra cash in your pocket. All right. That's a that's a great point. I'd like to say that, you know, whenever if something like that, your utilities, your electricity, your water, if that's a large part of your budget, you know, a great way to approach your budget is tackle the big items first. And, you know, if you, you know, maybe installing solar and wind is not for everybody, but one thing that makes that more important is if the price, because the price of solar panels, as Timothy mentioned, it's come down a lot. And when you buy a solar panel, you are locking in your electricity price for years to come. Because solar panels can last 20, 30 years or more. And so if you buy a solar panel and the price of electricity rises, it only pays off more and more in the future. And the price of electricity, generally speaking, will rise. I think uh, both uh, or 
both major uh, electric uh, power companies in Mississippi have recently gotten uh, approval to raise rates. So mm-hmm. uh, Timothy looks more and more correct as time goes on. All right. We got another caller from Octibaha County. Ellen's on the line. Go ahead, Ellen. You're on the air. I enjoy your show and appreciate the topics that you discussed. Oh, thank you. One thing I heard today is uh, get different bills drafted through your account. Mm-hmm. And, and generally that might sound like a good idea, but recently I had a, a water bill that should be $18 that was just under $25,000. And a little yeah, I mean, and that was, that was a huge glitch and, and it got straightened out. But I still am just so relieved that that was not drafted from my account. Mm. You know, that would have been catastrophic. So, you know, I feel like if you if you open your account and let somebody else start pulling money from it, they don't have your best interest at heart. And you lose somewhat of the control of your money by doing that. So I'm... I may be a little old-fashioned, but that's just not one of the things that I'm comfortable doing. All right, Alan, uh, thanks for the call. That's a, that's a good point. And uh, one, one suggestion, if you want to do that, is to, as we mentioned, don't ignore the monthly statement, the monthly bill. Uh, may, when it comes in the mail or when you go online to see it, make sure that everything is okay. But, yeah, I could imagine a, a water bill. I think that might have happened to me once with a water bill where it ended up being some huge amount. And obviously – Those uh, long, hot showers, Kevin. <laughs> you, know, you know who's not getting a $25,000 water bill, Kevin? It's Timothy. Timothy is not getting a $25,000 water bill. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left in the show. If you'd like to work in your phone call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 We've come to number five on our list of staying organized. And I like this one. Uh, it says, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's number already, six I yeah, like. we did number five. Let's come. Number six <laughs> is open your mail over a trash can and throw your junk mail away immediately. <laughs> Be careful. Don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the junk mail is the best. You well, know, like the, the, the grocery store circulars? I, you know, I love that. Got to see, like, what cut of steak is on sale this week, you know? <laughs> what ice cream can I get for under a dollar? I will say, though, <clears throat> examine things closely because two things. First of all, I use my bank to send out checks to friends when I owe them some money or I'm giving them money for something. Mm-hmm. And the envelope it's looks like, like junk mail. And it's, and it's actually a check from the bank mm-hmm. inside. So that – and then yeah. also – so uh, the last time that I was summoned for jury duty, I almost Ooh. threw the summons away. I, yeah. I looked at it first, and I was about to chunk it. And then I said, wait, wait, wait. Let me look at that again. And sure enough, it was, you know, you got to report to court, that kind of thing. And uh, if you don't show up for jury duty, uh, it makes everyone else who has shown up for jury duty a little upset because they're having to wait. And plus, it's <laughs> it's not good. They will come look for you. Yeah. And, and so also a, a couple other things about that. Um, Obviously, yeah, throw away your junk mail, guys. Um, but especially with the recent Equifax Act, I mean, this was something I hadn't really thought about, but was listening to uh, Attorney General Jim Hood saying, you know, just be a little more careful than usual about your junk mail. You know, you, you, you get uh, promotional mail about credit card offers all the time. And he said, just double check that there isn't an actual card in there. Just double check that that isn't. You've been approved. You've applied and been approved, and here is your card. Um, so be you know be vigilant about it. And as Frank mentioned earlier, you know with the recent you know uh, data breaches, this is becoming more and more important. You're more and more responsible for it. So be vigilant about it. But also, it's a great point about 
really important mail is often in the most plain envelopes. Mm-hmm. So open the boring stuff first, I guess, and then the handwritten stuff next, grocery store circulars next, and then throw away your junk mail. I think that's I think that's all the mail you're going to get. And it might not be a bad idea to invest in a low-cost uh, shredder. Maybe at an office supply store you could get one. Uh, and that way when you get credit card offers and those sorts of things and you realize they are junk mail and you don't need them, it, it wouldn't hurt just to go ahead and uh, shred those as mm-hmm. a, a sort of an added uh, layer of security. My other quick story about uh, junk mail is, uh, you know, especially around the holiday time, if you've ever ordered anything offline or off a ca- uh, catalog, it seems like they've sold your name to everybody. And it's oh, always yeah. funny to me that I'll get a catalog that I have never heard of, never purchased anything from, and the little thing on the ma- on the front says... Watch out. This is your last catalog unless you order something from us. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sometimes you get some interesting catalogs that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten some really great, like, cheese catalogs before. I mean, that can be fun. I don't buy cheese via the, the U.S. postal system. <laughs> but, um, but if you do, I guess, I guess that'd be helpful. It's just fun to see what they have sometimes, though. Yes. Uh, someone called in to ask about how long you should save income tax forms before you're able to get rid of them. Do you know that? I think it's the the caller suggesting 10 years. I didn't think it was quite that long, but I'm not sure. Um, 10 years is about the longest you need to hang on to anything. With taxes, typically, I think there's about three years in which uh, the IRS can kind of come back and say, ah, you made a mistake three years ago, uh, so you, you need to you need to fix that. So hang on to those at least three years. Um, but you know if it's not, if it's not that much trouble, uh, hanging on to ten years is not a problem. Also, if you have this stuff online, or if, if you you know just kind of at the end of your tax year, scan everything and then put it on the computer. That's also a perfectly fine way to do it. Just so long as you have that record, you don't with with, with tax forms and things like that and bills. You don't necessarily need to keep that um, keep that original copy. Yeah, that makes and that certainly would uh, reduce the clutter, which I think is you know part of what we're saying here is um, when you do reduce the clutter, it just it's easier to keep track of things because there's not so much uh, excess stuff around that you're having to wade through. So uh, we're trying to maybe work through a couple more of these uh, items on our list of organizing personal finances. Number seven was to have a checklist for bills that you are expecting. Uh, that might not be a bad idea to have maybe a, a graph uh, uh, online or a, you know some sort of notebook where you have all the bills each month and then maybe just check them off as you get them to make sure uh, that you've got all your bases covered there. Look, I'm going to skip ahead to number nine, okay. which already already replaces number five and seven, because number nine says set up automated payments for your regular bills so you're never late paying them. Why did we have five and seven <laughs> telling us to like keep stacks of paper floating around the house when nine is just like, I'm here to save the day with automatic drafts? And uh, number 10 on the list, that's a good one. I I totally agree. Number 10, consult (laughs) with anyone with whom you share accounts, whether it's your spouse, significant other, or relative. You can easily bounce a check or debit card payment if you don't know how much the other person has been spending. And I would say, in general, uh, your significant other needs to know uh, about uh, spending. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, maybe approach it as as a group thing and not uh, not an individual. uh, uh, And I think you'll be better off that way. Yeah, and, and, and sharing, you know, again, with the spouse, uh, important sharing financial information and kind of what you spent things on uh, because you know it's like why is the credit card bill so high this month you know <laughs> let's let's talk about that. 
All right, that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, one way to go find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash talks. There's also the MPB Public Radio app that you can download for your iPhone or Android phone and listen to MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Our show was produced today by Liz Gill, and our call screener was Java Chapman. So for Ryder Taft, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.